wait, shit, our podcast is called Tell Us More. Hannah and Marissa go off-roading. It's a really great idea. (laughs) Nobody tell us how bad of an idea that is. I just nibbled on yellow It's hard to make a grammar joke audibly. You knocked over her lemonade stand and you ruined our Bring Me the Horizon hat. I love that. His last name is Anderson. Mm -hmm. What a blank name. (laughs) You would never be afraid of a man named Steve Anderson. (laughs) The mythological creature, Dr. Zeus. Better things to do. Yeah, I have to mine the potatoes or whatever. I'm gonna email Yale. I'm so excited. Okay. I can't believe we talked about the Luigi board for so long, and then I never asked you if you had seen the Luigi board. I have never seen the Luigi board. Have I sent you that YouTube video? The Luigi board. No, but I'm guessing it has something to do with Mario it's like wiki and Luigi. Answers. So like when you go online, you and you type in a question. There's always like a wiki answers, and it's like someone else has asked that question. There's like mm-hmm. that whole forum. So this guy went on and found all of these questions about the Ouija board, but no one can spell Ouija board. And it's... it's Is that like that pregnant pregnant video? Pregnart, yes! Pregnant. It's the same guy! How do you make a Ouija board? How do you feel about Ouija boards? How to Ojo board works? How we can do planchette without using Ouija board? Is it dangerous to play Ouija board? What is a Luigi board? My friends did a Luigi board and it mentioned me. How do Luigi boards work? Are Luigi boards dangerous if you ask something about ghosts? I don't know how to spell right. Luigi board, but also I know that it's not Luigi board. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like before I realized what guy it was, I thought it was gonna be like the uh, um, like a like a Mario Brothers themed yeah. Ouija or Ouija board. or like a Ouija, like an online Ouija board in Luigi's voice. Oh my god, I wish. Okay, I have gotten rave reviews yes. of the Sandy Zone. Same, same. People really like the Sandy Zone. I'm so glad that was fun. Also, I talked to Kaylee, um, <laughs> of of that same episode fame yes um, of same episode number one fame yes uh she told me today she doesn't she apologized because she didn't have any more um dating stories for mm. me and i was like it's okay i won't always talk about it well now that but, i'm single i'm sure i will get more yes that is see there is a silver lining uh-huh. content it's content even if you are going through it mm-hmm. later down the road when it's funny Right. We can talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> I did download Hinge. You did? There's some people that have asked me for my podcast. Thank you so much. This is not in reference to you because people that say the shit to me, I don't reply to. So, kind sirs that are listening to my podcast, thank you so much. But uh, there are some guys, there's been at least four yeah. That when they find out I do stand-up, they're like, oh, you should say this. Or you can use me as material. It's like, one, I didn't need your permission. I will. But no. one guy described, because this was when I had a show in Mankato, he was like, oh, a quick trip is like their grocery store. And I was like, that's a good one. He was like, feel free to use that joke. It's free of charge this time. And I'm like, ew, ew gross, ew. gross. Ew. No, I don't need assistance. And also that's not, no. Ew. No, you're not coy or cool or anything. I mean, like, it it was over text, correct? Right. It's just, like, I just, not... I want to give... I want to give... Like, I did the same thing with Kaylee. I want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, but then I, like, do shit, like, make Kaylee text them back, and then they, they act like crazy people, so, like... Right. I sometimes think they're it's, just crazy. It's hard. That's the thing is like the the thing is like I'm sure he was kidding and Does, it was I mean, like, funny. He's being flirty. Right, but being a female comedian and having people right. do that on the it's reg, so it's just like mm, no. 
it's not. Funny. I don't want to deal with it. It's not funny. It's it's not. That was very like kudos to him because that was a funny statement. But oh, like, yeah, but no, but like also just bugs me as being just like a female comedian. It's like a boundary that I will set. It's like a boundary. I was talking to this other guy that I one of people's jokes that they really like of mine um because that sentence made sense <laughs> people really like my joke people let me tell you a about joke it. that this they like um <laughs> this they like is my um you are not a jackhammer so stop treating my vagina like a new york city sidewalk and slow the fuck down mm-hmm. when you think of a jackhammer mm-hmm. in construction it's safe to assume you're probably thinking of new york yeah not minnesota yeah. Because somebody told me I should change it to Minnesota to make it more relevant, and I was like, no. First of all, when I think of Minnesota construction, I think of frustration, giant orange cones, and, like, forklifts, not... Think of a bunch of guys just right. milling about. No one right. really accomplishing anything, but there's also some clipboards. Yeah. Someone might do something. They're, like, painting. No, I don't think of, like, jackhammers. No, I don't think I've ever seen a jackhammer in Minnesota. Also, fuck off. What a weird right. little pricky, like, comment. I know. <laughs> I know, and I kind of stopped talking to him eventually, not, like, really, I don't, I don't know, that just kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way, it's like, no, no, you don't... Does he listen to the podcast? I don't know, and I don't care. Also, are you pimping our podcast out on Hinge? Is that what you were saying earlier? Well, here's the thing, I don't, I didn't say the name oh. of our podcast, but if people ask me, then I do tell them. Oh, I'm... Tell I'm, us more. I mean, I'm all for it. Right. Just, I just was curious. Right, I mean, if you're gonna learn about me, the best way to learn about me is listening to my podcast. I tell people that all right. the time. The best way to get to know me, my most natural self, is when I'm with Hannah recording my podcast. Oh my god. We are so different. <laughs> no, I didn't think no, 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 no. Like, I agree. At this, oh, I agree. I'm so not me, no no no, 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 no. That's how I meant. I am very much me, but I'm also, I don't tell anyone. <laughs> I literally am like, you can listen to it. You absolutely should listen to it, but please never talk to me about it again. It's the similar when I used to do YouTube videos. Like, I don't want to be around while you watch it. Like, right. I don't oh want to watch no. your reaction. Like, Kaylee, I, I played the beginning of the podcast where we talk about, this episode, where we talk about her dates, because I was like, whatever, I was driving her home. And then I was like, I actually can't listen to this. <laughs> okay, just, I'm so sorry, but you have to listen to right. it on your own, because I can't. I like listening to our episodes in general, but yeah, I wouldn't want to listen with somebody, because then yeah. I'd be staring at them yeah. and be like, mm. Yeah, like, don't you think that joke was funny, Marissa? And I thought it was funny, why aren't you laughing? <laughs> right, like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you not like that? Did you not like that? Uh, no, but I am, I, I 100% agree with you. I'm very much myself in this in this state, in this right. studio, is what I was just saying. And, well, my, uh, yeah, our very, our very intricate, beautiful studio. I mean, this studio space, man. <laughs> my kitchen. I think everything's haunted. And I also always think that somebody's going to be in my apartment, um, and it's very scary. And sometimes I just grab a giant butcher knife and search my closets. I have, when my grandparents died, I inherited... My grandmother's triangle that, um... I'm an instrument? It is an instrument. Oh, literally. Literal triangle. <laughs> it is a large, middle, heavy triangle. It's like... It is... It's um, an actual instrument? It's an actual triangle. Little known fact. <laughs> Hannah's grandmother is the world-renowned triangle player. Tri- triangularist. 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 It's a dinner triangle. 
Does that make more sense? No? Okay, it makes sense to me and my family. Okay. My sisters are screaming because yes. they know exactly what I'm when talking you, about. When you, you ding it, you, when dinner's ready. Right, okay, so my grandparents' house, we would all be down at the lake, and my grandma would go out on the patio, and she would take this, there's a big metal. Yes. Whatever you use in a triangle instrument, what's that metal rod called? Probably has a Probably name. Probably just a metal. The dinger. Metal. The dinger. And uh-huh. she would just... Oh, like at a camp? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so and you're saying... I inherited that. Mm-hmm. When she died, and I have the big heavy dinger yeah. next to my bed. Beautiful. Hannah's. As a weapon. <laughs> Just in case. Hannah's heavy triangle weapon. Do you have the triangle? I do have the triangle, but it's not next to my bed. Okay. I've never seen this triangle, and I'm really interested You've in seeing it. You've never seen the triangle? No. This is also, just like last season, the first time I'm learning about your grand- great-great-great-whatever-grandpa being Amish. Oh. <laughs> or, like, the first <laughs> Amish person. Yeah, in America. Oh, my mom wants Jacob to Hertzler. know. Was he Dutch? Pennsylvania Dutch, then? I don't... I don't know. Isn't Maybe. that a different religion, Pennsylvania Dutch? Well, they're apparently Amish. Well, she insists... Oh. That, that they're the first Amish people. So she was like, well, he must be a Pennsylvania Dutch then because everything Minnesota sucks in my mom's eyes and it's all about Pennsylvania. Well, it's entirely possible. I have no idea. Um, I can get her the history of the Amish that has um, Jacob Hertzler's information in it. If My dad has a copy Oh, because of who our family is. You know what, though? <clears throat> Anne would genuinely be interested in that, and I'm not even kidding. A History of the Amish? Yes. I can get it. My mom would actually read that. Look, this book is literally, this is, like, so normal to me, this book cover. Um, I've seen it in, like, every single one of my family's houses. History of the Amish. Famous. The red book cover, Stephen M. Knowles. Um, it's a whole 469. <laughs> On thrift books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can splurge for that for Anne. Well, it's 400. It's in the budget. 469. <laughs> so, season three? Episode? Oh. Three? You know what two? I just realized is that the same episodes are going to fuck up our order. Yeah. I think the same episodes should be their own entity. So, I did. I Well, no. Same episode. It doesn't matter who goes first at a same episode. No, because it's there is no first. We're just talking. So, technically. It so would be me. It would be you. It's. This is season three, episode two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Last week was season three, Sammy sewed one. Marissa already knows, but you don't know what we're talking yeah. about. No, you, listener. You, mom. <laughs> You're in for a treat. All right. Oi. Oi. We're going to talk about Slender Man. Because this was, Ooh. I did this when it was still October. <laughs> <laughs> My next two stories are going to be spooky, but I think it's okay. You we don't what? have to put a cap on spooky. I think November's a little spooky, too. It's, like, right when right. the, the mm-hmm. fall is, like, fading, yep. and it's winter now, and Minnesota's, like, dark as shit, and we're like, oh, no. Yes. Residual spook. The spook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slenderman was created, supposedly, on June 10th, 2009. Oh. I found it interesting. It was a, an exact date. Yes. Because um, it's... Well, yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's <laughs> I don't on a thread in the in the something awful internet forum. So <laughs> this is a I know more fire story than you do. Totally yeah. fine. Tell me about it. Uh, so yeah, something awful internet forum. The thread was a Photoshop contest in which users were challenged to create paranormal images. Mm-hmm. Forum poster Eric Knudsen under the pseudonym Victor Surge. Okay. Just... <laughs> that sounds like a porn star name. Right. That's Victor Surge. I was like, I literally was like, Eric Knutson, Victor Surge. He was like, what can I make sound vaguely like my penis Sounds, without going full penis? It's a, it's a, it's a superhero porn star. Yes. 
he's a porn star that cosplays as a superhero, and there is a cosplay porn category. I am very lonely. Oh. I don't look at cosplay porn. Anyway, I, I don't. I, I just... It depends on what area. I mean, cosplay could be lots of different things. Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, okay. Hold on, I need to Google Seinfeld porn. Quick, <laughs> quick side story. Mm-hmm. So you remember video stores, Vi- rental? <laughs> Do you remember video update? Do you remember Blockbuster? <laughs> Do you remember? I yeah, forgot. I remember. Um, so in video update, you know how in like store videos rental stores they had a porn section that was behind mm-hmm. a curtain. Mm-hmm. Well, the legend of my childhood goes, oh God. I snuck into that area and my dad couldn't find me. And then he went back there and I guess I pointed at a video and said, look, daddy, it's a butt. Ah, <laughs> yes. It's a butt. Out of all the things you could have pointed at, how childlike. young. I love it. I, I vaguely remember it. I love that your dad just, like, didn't, he just lost you in a video store also. Casual. <laughs> I think not he, that big of a store. I think he left me, because in video update, there was a child area with, like, chairs, and then they always had, like, a little kid's movie on. Yes. And so I think he put me there and was and like. And you were like, this movie is not what I'm looking for. No. I need more butts. <laughs> I need more butts. This is just not what I'm looking for. These people are wearing clothes. <laughs> I don't I'm not it. for it. So that is a story that often gets told, and my dad's friend Frank finds it hilarious and brings it up all the time, and I do think Frank was there. Wow. I do think Frank was at the video store with us. That's weird. They're they're best friends. Anyways, I found some Seinfeld porn. Oh my god! (laughs) It's five whole minutes. But it has a 99.01% rating. 275 thumbs ups, only 77 thumbs down. So it's good porn. 11 comments. Um, can they make one with an actress who actually looks like Elaine? That is the complaint. <laughs> I love how they got the apartment down. These are the comments. These are real, these are <laughs> real comments. Can you screenshot and I'll put it on the Tell Us More Instagram. There's a better production one than this. Please screen. I'm putting these comments on the Tell Us More Instagram. Would have been better if Kramer would have come in the middle and joined. Where's Kramer. I wonder if Elaine really have a hairy pussy. I was just going to say, but prior to that last comment, right, these are really wholesome. So, um, wholesome observations. Someone else commented, love the ac- accuracy of the apartment. Um, someone said, at first he should have offered to wash her panties, but okay. they still have sex anyways, period, or, or as Seinfeld would say, laundered. Okay. I think it was supposed to be a joke at Are, the end. Are these porn critics? Do they even masturbate to this? Can't they make one with an actress who actually looks like Elaine? I'm not in my fantasy right now because that actress does not look like Elaine. Command shift four. Let me just quickly. Command shift four on this new Mac. I wonder if Elaine really has a hairy pussy. (laughs) We'd have to ask Julia Louise Dreyfus. It's Louie. What? Shut up. No, not again. We're not doing this again. It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. It's not Louise? No. Have we done this before? No, but this is really reminiscent of when we thought, when you thought that Louis Vuitton shoes and Louis Vuitton, Louis, I can't. I'm poor. I can't. I 
I thought Christian Louboutins. Wait, Christian. And then Louis Vuitton. <laughs> the shoes were this. Which ones are red bottoms? Louboutin. And okay. Christian Louboutin and Louis Vuitton are two separate humans. So Louis Vuitton shoes are not red bottoms. It's uh-uh. Christian Louboutins. Mm-hmm. I'm too poor to have this information. Oh my god. Okay. Now I need to know how to pronounce Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna crack open another Shiner's do it. Shiner Bach beer. I love that you have beer. Who are you? This is a cheap but good beer. I Austin got me hooked on it, and it is actually very good, and it's it is very cheap. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Louis Dreyfus. What is she French? Louis. Louis. Julia Louis Dreyfus. You don't say. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia. Oi. You like that actress Julia Louis Dreyfus? You think she has a hairy pussy? I wonder if Elaine really has hairy pussy. <laughs> it wasn't even has uh there was no grammar. Have a hairy pussy. Good. Oh no. Oh. Okay, um we need to talk about Slenderman. Yeah. We've gotten two sentences in. <laughs> We're on a roll. So we have to answer important oh, questions. Oh, we start talking about Victor Surge. Yes. I got it. Okay, so Victor Surge. Eric Knudsen, under the pseudonym Victor Search, contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, Serge supplemented his submission with snatches of text. Snatch. Right? Yes, bitch. Supposedly from witnesses, describing the abductions of the groups of children and giving the character the name Slenderman. So everybody else in this thing was just submitting their pictures, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to give these some faux captions. That's how I'm going to set myself apart. I love that. I felt like you would. (laughs) just seems... (laughs) It may have, and I might be foreshadowing here, caused a murder, attempted murder, but... The thinking there, right? Impeccable. The quote under the first photograph read, and it's from 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Mm. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. The quote under the second photograph read, 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished, and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at a library occurred one week later, actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Super spooky. I love the... Okay, like, he basically... I'm so sorry. Isn't, um, that's, uh, Bill Hader. Slender Man? No! (laughs) What the fuck? BB, BB... What is it? X? What is the the noise? It's a Star Wars noise. R2-D2. Okay. Never we mind. We're talking about BB-8. Yes. The Bill, Bill Hader it made the noises for BB-8. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They originally weren't going to... So, dude that directed um, asked Bill Hader if he wanted to be... to make those noises and so he recorded some stuff and then it wasn't working out but then a uh, good old director guy... Director... <laughs> Of <laughs> Star Wars. Of Star. Okay, are you talking about Josh Lucas or jo- Josh George Lu- Lucas? George, George Lucas. Lucas? Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas, lesser known. Josh Lucas is uh the guy from Sweet Home Alabama. Oh. <laughs> the main guy. Um, like, so I can kiss you anytime I want, guy. Okay, but older. Version. Yes. Um, um. Okay. Bill Hader, BBA. Yeah. So originally, Bill Hader. 
recorded some noises and it wasn't working out, but then George Lucas, is he still filming them? Whoever contacted Bill Hader, they, so they were like, oh, these, these noises aren't working out the way that we wanted them to, and Bill Hader was like, darn it. But then they found a way to like kind of auto-tune it to where they liked how it sounded, so that is Bill Hader, but like basically auto-tuned. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So it also looks like when I googled, Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz are both listed as BB-8 vocal consultants. A consultant. So Ben Schwartz, a.k.a. Jean-Ralphio. What I was saying, I think, before we were rudely interrupted by my phone, the creativity to come up with these, like, captions is so weird. Like, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. This guy was going through some shit. Yeah, right? Okay. So, these additions effectively transformed the photographs into works of fiction. Subsequent posters expanded upon the character, adding their own visual or textual contributions. So, from this forum, where it was like a, just a creepy contest, people did what the internet does right. and took it and added ran shit to it, it and mm -hmm. ran with it. And Knudsen said he was inspired to create Slenderman primarily by Zach Parsons' The Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist, reports of Shadow People, Mothman, and the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Mothman, if you listen to My Favorite Murder, is, they did a whole story. <laughs> did you see how many people dressed up as that for Halloween? Um, Mothman specifically, not just a moth and a lamp. No, Mothman. No, I did not. Oh my god, it was amazing. Um, it was, that's what Georgia dressed up as, too. Oh my god. It was amazing. Have I not been on Instagram? Clearly not. That's what you, though. Well, I, no, I've been working on the Telephone Instagram because it gives me life. Yes, I'm here for it. Okay, so, do, 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 do. Other inspiration for the Slenderman character came from the Tall Man from the 1979 film Phantasm. And H.P. Lovecraft, the surrealist work of William S. Burroughs, and the survival horror video games Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Ooh, Silent Hill. Knudsen's intention was to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. Other pre-existing fictional and legendary characters which are similar to the Slender Man include the gentleman from the black-suited or the gentleman, the black-suited, pale, bald demons from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see that episode? It's, like, mm -hmm. one of my favorite episodes. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's, did you know that the reason that, so that episode is called Hush, and there's, I think there's only four spoken words in the whole episode, and it's because Joss Whedon, someone made, I think it was a critic or something, made some comment about how the only reason that Buffy the Vampire Slayer like did so well was because of Joss Whedon's writing. Well, isn't that kind of part of what makes a show a show? Right. But also, it was like some sort of comment that basically pissed him off. So he was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna take out all of the the dialogue." You know how dialogue is part of a TV show? Well, your TV show is only good because you have good writing. Right. God forbid. But I love the I love the petty. Right. <laughs> like you know what? Watch it. And I think. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that episode won Emmys or some really? sort of TV. Yeah, it's a really good episode. Good? That I do love. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had um, a Buffy phase where I, I hardcore binge Buffy. It. I'm going to have to start Buffy. over. It's so good. The beginning, <laughs> the beginning episodes are so good. Also, there's an episode. We've talked about this before. There's an episode where there, it's like the 90s, of course. I'm like staring into your eyes. I know. Like I often um, do. It's okay. Um, and Hannah has the most comforting eyes. I don't know how to, I don't know how to take, I don't know, I, I don't get comforted by my own eyes. Oh, I do. It's probably, 
I just find, every time I stare into your eyes, it reminds me of us recording our podcast, and then I get happy. Good. So, I'm Good. So, <laughs> Good. I don't know why, I don't know why you're defending my comforting eyes. I'm agreeing, I'm just saying I don't see my own eyes. Right. So, I, I mean, I do look in a mirror a yeah. lot. Yeah, see yourself through my eyes, through your eyes. Okay. Oh, no, they're in, like, computer class at one point, mm-hmm. and it's, like, Cordy and the other popular yeah. girls, and they're literally coding. Like, they're having, like, a coding right. thing. Yep. And it's, like, I remember, I watched it, like, a year ago, and I remember being so, like, confused, because I was, like, the popular girls would never be in a coding yeah. class in high school now. And back then, it was, like, cool. They probably all are, though, if you think about it. We weren't in a coding right. class. So, some other inspiration would be a DC comic book superhero with a blank face whose secret identity is Victor Sage. Okay. And then similar to Knudsen's alias, Victor Surge. Not sure if you realize how similar that was. You mean slimmer? Slimmer, but it's. Why is it slim? Sli- it. Oh, Slenderman. I'm, oh! I'm, I thought it was Slimmerman for a second. Slenderman. Slenderman. <laughs> Copyright infringement. It's oh, Slenderman. This is Slenderman. He just comes and takes your food away. So you can't eat it. It's a diet plan. It's dietitian. It's dietitian. That's his new, that's Slenderman's new, um, he's gonna get away from the horror market. Mm-hmm. He's just gonna become a dietitian. Fitness. He doesn't have a mouth. No. Just get rid of your mouth. That's all you Pointless. need to do. In 2012, the Slenderman was adopted into a video game titled Slender, the Eight Pages, and within its first month of release, the game was downloaded over two million times. I really hope this guy got money for that, but again, with the whole copyright and, like, patenting thing, I don't, I really hope he got money for that. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't think I ever really talked about if he, like, gets, I mean, obviously people didn't give him credit. Popular variants of the game followed, including Slenderman Shadow and Slenderman for iOS, which became the second most popular app download. Did you ever play the eight pages? No. I did. It was fucking terrifying. Because the Slenderman's fictional mythology has evolved without an official canon for reference, his appearances, motives, habits, and abilities are not fixed, but change depending on the storyteller. Or he is most commonly described as very tall and thin, Mm -hmm. with unnaturally long, tentacle-like arms. My type. Sometimes he actually has tentacles. Oh. (laughs) Um, Which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey. In in most stories, his face is white and featureless. Turn on. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to side note it, but do you know our joke about Linda having really long arms? I don't think so. It, there's an absolutely no context. We were hammered. We don't remember it. The point is, when Casey was born, her daughter, the nurse was like, oh my god, she has really long arms. Shut and up. And we just started fucking That's amazing. laughing our asses off because... Obviously, the nurse didn't know. Does Linda really have long arms? No. <laughs> does, does her daughter? The nurse, the nurse, obviously the nurse had no idea about a uh, joke about Linda. No. But she was like, oh my god, Caricia has really long arms. Like, she's gonna be tall or something. And Linda was like, oh. Oh? And then we were like, why did you tell us? Why did you give us this ammo? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I feel so bad uh, for her long-armed Long-arms Linda. <laughs> always like you want to take the picture because you're fucking long ass oh arms oh my god why we, you guys have weird inside jokes we were hammered at our cabin i love it i also love that you don't really like you don't really know like none of that's us just the thing oh yeah no none of us 
There was tubing involved. I, th- I remember Oops. Linda trying to get onto a tube. We were all hammered. Yeah, long arms um, come in handy. I think that's kind of the origin that whole. I do just like that it's not. She doesn't even have long arms. Like not she's particularly. Just, there's just. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're proportional. I would like to examine everyone's wingspan next time I see all four of you or five of you in a. Ba 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 ba! He has tentacles. Marissa is in. She's all for it. I love a tentacled man. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears to anyone who sees it. Mm. I forgot a word. His face appears differently to anyone who sees it. <laughs> it's like, of course, his face appears. Yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. He appears to be wearing a dark suit and a tie. The Slenderman is often associated with the forest and or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport. Proximity to the Slenderman is often said to trigger a slender sickness, which is a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. Early stories feature him targeting children and young adults. Some featured young adults driven insane or to act on his behalf, while others did not and others claim that investigating the Slenderman will draw his attention. The web series Marble Hornets established the idea of proxies, who are humans who fall under the Slenderman's influence, though initially they were simply violently insane rather than the puppets of the Slenderman himself. Marble Hornets also introduced the idea that Slenderman could interfere with video and audio recordings, as well as the Slenderman symbol, which became a common trope of slender fiction. So this is basically like a bunch of different horror movie buffs created this like amalgamation of scary. Graphic violence and body horror are uncommon in the Slenderman myths with many narratives choosing to leave the fate of his victims obscure. It's important to note that few of the retellings identify exactly what kind of monster the Slenderman might be and what his specific intentions are. These points all remain mysteriously and usefully vague. So it's like there's enough, he's enough of like a blank canvas that like it's scary to anybody. You can just mm-hmm. retell the Slenderman story. Mystery. However you want. Mm. Because of the, the character and the motives are shrouded in mystery, users can easily adapt existing Slenderman tropes and imagery to create new stories. This ability for users to tap into the ideas of others also inspired the collaborative culture that arose around the Slenderman. Instead of saying that certain things are canon, the collaborative culture locates the ownership across the community instead of with just one person. Similar to campfire stories and urban legends, the Slenderman's character comes from enabling both social interaction and personal acts of creative expression. In my college film class, my senior year, um, we were talking about internet folklore, and I brought up how Slenderman is one of the, I would say, one of the original or at least most popular internet folklore. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And so I'm very um, smart. <laughs> okay. Smart. <laughs> very smart. I'm a college I am grad. in a college. It's like a film class. Okay, so ready to get real dark? Yeah, always. On May 31st, 2014, two 12-year-old girls mm-hmm. in Waukesha, Waukesha? Waukesha? Waukesha, Wisconsin, held down and stabbed a 12-year-old mm-hmm. classmate 19 times. Mm-hmm. When questioned later by the authorities, they reportedly claimed that they wished to commit a murder as it's the first step to becoming proxies for Slenderman, having read about it online. Here come the parents. They also stated that they were afraid that the Slenderman would kill their families if they did not commit the murder. Nah, y'all just crazy. (laughs) After the (laughs) perpetrator... I mean, yeah, that's pretty... Yes, they are. After the perpetrators left the scene, the victim crawled out of the woods to a roadway... 
and a passing cyclist alerted authorities, and the victim survived the attack. I don't think yeah. I knew that she survived. I, I followed that story very closely. I cannot believe that. Because that was... Both yeah. attackers uh, have been diagnosed with mental illnesses, but have also been charged as adults and are each facing up to 65 years in prison. One of the girls right. reportedly said that Slenderman watches her, can read minds, and could teleport. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think 14-year-olds should be sentenced like adults? I don't know. It's just I waver. I waver. Yeah. At 14, like, you mm-hmm. think you're making, like, adult choices. Right. Because brains don't develop till you're 25, right? right? Right. But, like, I think about even myself at 17. Right. Like, entertaining the this, like, 27-year-old man at... American Engineered Products, mm-hmm. who was, like, flirting with me, and I was like, yes, I'm super into it, right. he's super harmless, like, he's not, it's not creepy, he's not, whatever, so and I look at it now, and I'm like, no, I know, but, like, <laughs> the choices that I made. You murdered your innocence. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, the choices that you make at the time, I was like, it's fine, whatever, and now I look at it, and I'm like, that man was a pedophile. Right. From mm-hmm. where I'm at at 17 to where I'm at at 26. Right. I feel like. There's gotta be. Right. There's. But in that instance, you're not harming yourself because that'd be victim blaming. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that. No. But you're not the pedophile in the situation. They are the attempted murderers in the situation. So it's kind of flipped, whereas they're the one that's causing oh, harm. Doing the bad thing. So it's interesting because I don't know. I waver back and forth as to whether or not people that young should be tried as adults. But at the same time, you admitted that this was a conscious decision that you were planning because that's why they invited right. her over for a sleepover. Right. It was a premeditated act. Right. So definitely. Which to me, it's like, if you can premeditate that, like, there's, if they're tried as an adult, they still get sent to, like, juvie, don't they? Or do they get sent oh, to adult prison? I'm pretty sure they get sent to juvie and then probably transferred. That's what I would assume. No facts to back that up, but no, I, mean, I can't imagine obviously. a 14-year-old in a high s- <laughs> maximum security. <laughs> like a fucking... You're gonna put them in juvie with the drug offenders? The first-time drug offender? That'd be an interesting thing to come back to and research that we probably never will. Someone else do it for us. Can somebody tell us? Because <laughs> they definitely, I feel like they right? should be constantly evaluated and in constant yeah. therapy. Right. And then reevaluated Re-eval- at 18. Rehabilitation versus uh, whatever, incarceration. Right. I think they should reevaluate at 18, but also, see, that's the But thing. then there's also people like, your like cycle, your cycle. serial killers that, that have been serial killers since they were 14. Right. So we try to rehabilitate that, if, theoretically. We try to rehabilitate that. There's nothing to rehabilitate there. That's a exactly. sociopathic behavior. I never want. I never wanted to, nor will I ever want to murder somebody. I want either, but like you don't know where you're. Like, and I, I've said this as like a as like a gun argument where people are like, I want a gun in my house to protect myself, and I'm like, okay, fine. And you're in a great mental health state right now. Say five years, you lose your job. You have no idea if that's going to trigger a mental breakdown or something like that. And then you have a gun in your house. Who's to say? To me, that's just like you cannot. You can't, I feel, to me, I feel like you can't ever just be like, like I don't want to murder anyone. Right. Like, and then ever. it's like John List. He murdered his entire family because he didn't want to admit that he lost his job and they were in right. debt, and he thought he was doing them a favor. Right. It's an interesting thing to to study. You should look into it for a, um, a thesis for your master's. I'm studying industrial and organizational psych. It's like leadership skills. Okay. <laughs> if there was a serial killer master's girl, you know, right? You'd already have it. We'd both already have it. Let us know your thoughts on trying children as adults. That's a hard, it's a hard, you know, it's a really light topic for dinner conversation. For sure. Well, when you're around your parents. We're (laughs) we're in my kitchen. (laughs) 
also said she had conversed with Lord Voldemort and uh-huh. one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. On August 1st, 2014, she was found incompetent to stand trial and her prosecution was suspended until her condition improved. On August 21st, 2017, one of the girls, now 15, pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second-degree homicide but claimed she was not responsible for her actions on grounds of insanity. Although prosecutors alleged that she knew what she was doing was wrong, the jury determined that she was mentally ill during the attack. Mm -hmm. She will spend at least three years in a mental hospital. On December 21st, Waukesha County Circuit Judge Michael Boren sentenced Wire, then 16 years old, to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime, which would keep her institutionalized until age 37. My ex-boyfriend and I, we were talking about how if there's like a group of, let's say, or like, like, like two or three people. Mm-hmm. and they all do something shitty. There's always one ringleader who's actually the psychopath, mm-hmm. and the other two are just followers. Yeah. So this kind of makes me think of the same sort of thing, where there is one person, and they both could be genuinely crazy. There's at least one person that is genuinely fucked up, and the other one's a follower, and they follow for so long until they get to that point where they're like, okay, dude, this is actually really fucked up. We don't want to do this anymore. It's. I feel like it's. It's that mentality of one of them. Yeah. They could both like or fully I do. I've been in that friendship. Yep. But you've never murdered anybody. We did not murder. To anyone. my knowledge. Uh, unless I blacked out, I don't think we murdered anyone. Right. One person is super influential, and there are a lot of times where they don't necessarily. They they ne- they probably wouldn't have done the act had the other person not influenced them to. One of them probably is genuinely a psychopath and a serial killer, and the other one was probably just a follower that did not make the right decision. Right. So do we go easier on the follower? I think in some way, yeah, but they should both be punished. Right. Well, because then you... Did you watch Mindhunter this second season? No. You and my therapist are both telling me to watch it. Jesus, it's so good. Um, they talked to Dylan or whatever. Do you remember the Candyman? He had, like, two teenage boys mm-hmm. that would bring him boys. Yep. And they interview one of the teenage boys. Mm-hmm. And that's the debate that whole episode right. is if that boy hadn't met the Candyman, mm-hmm. would he still have had those sociopathic tendencies? Right. Because so it's, like, it's there's, so fucked up. Right, no, that's the thing is some people's upbringing and mental state in general can fuck you up so badly that the first person that gives you attention oh, yeah. or has any sort of power yeah. over you, you just do. Yeah. In a statement to the media on June 4th, 2014, Eric Knudsen said, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. He mm-hmm. stated he would not be giving interviews on the matter. After hearing the story, an unidentified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, told a WLW-TV reporter in June 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and had written macabre, 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 cool, fiction, Mm -hmm. (laughs) some involving the Slender Man, who the mother said motivated the attack. Here's the thing. Anything would. She just happened to pick that thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. She wanted to attack you with a knife. On September 4th, 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Ritchie, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and her 9-year-old brother were inside. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about the Slender Man as well as Atushi Okubu's manga, Soul Eater. Eddie Daniels of the Pasco County Sheriff's Office said the girl had visited a website that contains a lot of Slender Man information and stories. It would be safe to say that there's a connection to that. So these are just like random Slender Man supposed 
incited incidents. Yeah. But it would be, it could literally, you could put any mildly terrible thing in the place of Slenderman and it still would have happened. This one's really sad. During an early 2015 epidemic of suicide attempts by young people ages 12 to 24 on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, Slenderman was cited as an influence. The Oglala Sioux Tribe presidents noted that the Native Americans traditionally believe in a suicide spirit similar to the Slenderman. Other Sioux described the big man as a messenger or a sign warning that society is developing a, in a dangerous direction. <sighs> okay, so there's also a documentary film on the incident called Beware the Slender Man, directed by Irene Taylor Brodsky, which was released on HBO Films in March 2016 and was broadcast on HBO in 2017. Mm -hmm. In 2016, Sony Pictures subsidiary partnered with Mythology Entertainment to bring Slender Man film into theaters with the title character portrayed by Javier Botet. Hmm. Did you know that? Have you, do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm thinking of Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. That's the first, when I heard mm -hmm. Javier, that's what I thought of, but yep, nope. Ew! Javier Botet is like, uh, he's like Doug Jones. He's often cast in creature roles. Mm. Look at his long arms. Linda! Long arms, Linda! What is oh that? He has Marfan syndrome. Long. What's that? I don't know, apparently it enabled his acting. Rare Marfan syndrome. Tet does head and Bo is handsome, so he, it's a handsome head. Javier, handsome, handsome head. head. Javier, oh. handsome head. Interesting. <laughs> I wish it was handsome arms. <laughs> oh, God. It's, I don't remember what the word for arms is, but. The film generated considerable controversy soon after it was announced, with many accusing the filmmakers of trying to capitalize off of that brutal stabbing. Which kind of seems like, yeah. Bill Wire, the father of Anissa Wire, stated it's absurd that they want to make a movie like this. All we're doing is extending the pain of all three of these families. And the progressive advocacy group Care2 created an online petition, which received over 19,000 signatures, demanding that the film not be released, labeling the film crass commercialism at its worst and a naked cash grab built on the exploitation of a deeply traumatic event and the people who lived it. Sony representatives insisted that the film was based on the fictional character that had become popular online and not the Waukesha stabbing. Upon its release in August 2018, the film Slenderman was a box office bomb and it received overwhelmingly negative reviews from critics. David Ehrlich of the IndieWire gave the film a D, writing a tasteless and incredibly undercooked serving of the internet's stalest <laughs> creepypasta. Okay. Slenderman aspires to be... For the YouTube era, what The Ring was for the last gasps of the VHS generation. But there's one fundamental difference that sets the two movies apart. The Ring is good and Slenderman is terrible. Okay. Writing for The Verge, Carly Velocity called the Slenderman movie a nail in the coffin of a dying fandom. <laughs> that is the end of my Slenderman story. <laughs> I, you know what, as, as embarrassing as it may be to admit, I love a good creepypasta. I, no you do. I do know that <laughs> about you. That is a true fact. I know you do. I know you do. You do love that. In our uh, Ouija board episode, I slightly Ouija board. I slightly mentioned the Fox sisters and how they contributed to the spiritualist movement. You did. We going big into that. I and the Smithsonian call this story the Fox sisters and the rap on spiritual. And the what on spirit? Rap, you heard that right. Okay. <laughs> a rap, uh, so I looked this up, and a rap is also, um, can, like, tapping. Oh, right. which mm -hmm. is a thing mm -hmm. that you're going to talk about. It is. I know things. 
1848, uh, I said this, the first line of this article makes me feel some type of undistinguishable, then I put parentheses, I think I used that word right, I didn't care to check, way. Sorry, wait, I'm sorry, some kind of what way? Some kind of undistinguishable way. Undistinguishable. The first sentence of the article is, one of the greatest religious movements of the 19th century began in the bedroom of two young girls. So it just kind of was like, I don't really like how that was phrased. Maggie and Kate Fox, 14 and 11, respectively. Again, I don't know if I used that word right. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't think undistinguishable is even a word. Indistinguishable? Sure. Indistinguishable means not able to be identified as different or distinct. So not sure. No, no, because indistinguishable is like they're different from one another. What word do you mean? Undistinguishable? Can't distinguish? Don't know how to describe. Can't distinguish? (laughs) I don't like how it makes dictionary search for a word. Can't distinguish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I stopped listening after uh, Indistinguishable, so I need you to start over again, and I'm going to put my computer way over there. So, one of the greatest religious movements of the 19th century began in the bedroom of two girls. Got it. I understand why you don't want I don't like it. Maggie and Kate Fox, ages 14 and 11, respectively. Again, another word I don't think, I don't know if I use right. Respectively is right. That's right. 100% right. Okay, cool. Uh, They told their neighbor they were experiencing some paranormal activity. Every night they would hear raps. On their walls and furniture. So again, we got the knocking, not a shout out Brandon Pelfus no. spitting some sick, sick runs. Oh, sick. Uh, sick sick bro! Sick bro! Um, these raps, oh, so I put, alright, I explain. These raps are not of the musical fashion, though that would be cool, <laughs> especially in 1848. In this context, raps mean a strike on a hard surface with a series of rapid, audible blows, especially in order to attract attention. I think it goes without saying that I didn't care to look that one up. Thank you, Google. Yeah. Are the words that I wrote on this page. Uh, so the neighbor was like, yeah, right. <laughs> that didn't happen. And so the girls were like, come over. And the girls sat on their bed while their mom was like, watch this. And then I don't know how they got this quote. It didn't say... It was paraphrased. The author, the author may have taken an artistic liberty here, but as the story goes, their mother said, Now count five, she ordered, and the room shook with the sound of heavy thuds. <sighs> count fifteen, she commanded, and the mysterious presence obeyed. Next, she asked it to tell the neighbor's age. Thirty-three distinct raps followed. If you're an injured spirit, she continued, manifest it by three raps, and it did. What? Mm-hmm. But then, this was the night before April Fool's Day, which apparently was a thing in 1848. Mm. Um, Yeah, they didn't have much going on. They didn't have a lot going on. Nobody considered the possibility that it could be a prank. So, the mom was like, holy shit, this place is haunted, we're abandoning this house, you have to go live with your older sister, her name is Leah. Now they live in a different city, so they were like, fuck this house. Mm -hmm. Too many ghosts. So, Leah lived in Rochester, New York. Which the article quoted as a hotbed for reform and religious activity. Ooh. And then I put, can you say Mormon? Because they did. That's where it started. (laughs) I haven't read this in like a month. Um, That's where it started. Mm -hmm. I love it. Wait, Mormonism? I guess. Started in New York? Sure. Is that what you just said? I guess. I thought it was in Utah. Sure. I don't know. (laughs) Mormons. I only know things about the Amish. Yes. Mormons, please correct us. Community leaders Isaac and Amy Post 
which in today's world, I would like to believe they would be the couple in the neighborhood to organize the annual block party. Isaac and Amy heard rumors that the spirit and the fox's former home was of a peddler who was murdered there five years before. I don't know if they think that the Fox family murdered them or if they bought the house after. <laughs> the assumption seems negative. <laughs> so a group of Rochester residents, not the police, went to the cellar of that home and found strands of hair and what, quote-unquote, appeared to be bone fragments. Ooh. So they were like, clearly there's a spirit in your home, murdered peddler, we're going to check right. it out. Right. The posts still invited the girls to their home to see if they could communicate with other spirits. A quote from, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, self-proclaimed community leader Isaac Post. Mm-hmm. I suppose I went with as much unbelief as Thomas felt when he was introduced to Jesus after he had ascended, Isaac Post wrote. But he was swayed by very distinct thumps under the floor and several apparent answers. Ooh, mm-hmm. Very distinct thumps. Uh, then he decided... That Leah was a medium and also decided that she was talking to his dead daughter. No other information was provided about said dead daughter, but apparently Amy and Isaac had a dead daughter and they decided Leah, the older sister, was a medium. Cool. So these things. I love that journey for her. It's a great journey. (laughs) She's a medium. Hey, I don't know if you know, but you're a medium, Leah. I got literally a (laughs) murderer. I'm on my third beer. Lurdily. The Post rented the largest hall in Rochester, and 400 people came to hear the mysterious noises. Because, again, these are just wraps on walls. Mm -hmm. Then Amy Post took them aside to a room and was like, get naked. And a committee of skeptics looked at them. Because apparently that's how you tell if people are frauds or if they're they legit. They make them be naked. Yeah, they were like, go into this room, get naked. No tricks up your sleeves. We, exactly. Because we took them. Exactly. We took your, your sleeves. sleeves to investigate for tricks. There were none. They determined there were none. They determined no that tricks. these girls were legit. No tricks. Kind of seems weird. Well, Maybe that's where the trick up your sleeve saying came from. Anyway, they're perverts, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been claiming they can communicate to spirits for a while now, so this wasn't a new thing. They were like, well, the Bible says people communicated with angels, so it's kind of the same thing. But that concept morphed into more of a spiritualist view. So their justification was, well, if you say people can talk to angels, why can't we talk to spirits? So this Australian guy named Franz Anton Mesmer claimed to be a healer. And this healer idea spread to the U.S. by the late 1840s. He was like, everything in the universe, including the human body, was governed by a magnetic fluid. Uh, that can be imbalanced, causing illness. So if you're sick, your magnetic fluid is just off. Okay. And then he would wave his hands over his patient's body to put them in a mesmerized hypnotic state so he could manipulate the magnetic force and restore health. And some people even claim they saw spirits from another dimension when he did this. Oh. So he was like, my hands, I'm just going to wave them over. I'm going to balance your magnets within your body. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Exactly. Uh, Then came the amateurs, who claimed they could do the same thing. So this was a very popular party trick, uh, and I'd rather see this at a party than anything that goes on at party time. I agree. Uh, And then I'm some healing. mm -hmm, I'd love some healing. Uh, And then I wrote, "I'm not saying I would participate. Quote, I would, but it would shake things up. Also, people would pay for this. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Literally, people paid for this. For this. For this. For some magnetic (laughs) healing." 
Emanuel Swedenborg, who is Swedish. Oh, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Uh, he was a philosopher and mystic in the 1800s. He said there was an interim destination that people went right when they died, which was similar to Earth. Uh, self-love, as he said, and then I put in parentheses masturbation. Yeah. Brought you to hell. No. And then loving others sent you to heaven. Oh. Uh, and the, but then he said there were three heavens and three hells, and oh. there are varying degrees to both. So if you were only like a little bad, you were going to the hell that's only kind of satanic. Like Dante's Inferno. Different levels of hell. Yeah. And then, because I've always said, like, what if I was only, like, a little bad? Could I only go to hell for, like, a little bit and then go to heaven? Like, that's kind of always been, like, my thinking. You gotta take that up with the man. Exactly. Big gay. He, of course, can see and talk to spirits from all the different levels. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. He said, The Lord casts no one into hell, he wrote. But those who are there have deliberately cast themselves into it and keep themselves there. So I'm not sure if he means that, like, you can travel to different levels of hell, if you can, like, reach the heavens at some point. Hmm. I'm not really sure. A redemption arc? We love it. We love a good redemption arc. This guy, known as the John Baptist of modern spiritualism, said both Franz and Emmanuel were correct and decided that the Fox sisters were somehow proof of this theory. So he was basically like... Hey, girls, like, come over. I want to see this for myself. I have a theory. Because he joined the Fox Sisters, he went from obscure prophet to recognized leader of a mass movement. Mm. So he kind of just, like, took the lead on that one. As men do. Yeah, exactly. And everyone was here for it, of Mm -hmm. course. Because contrary to what Christianity teaches us, Americans who adopted spiritualism believed they had a hand in their own salvation and direct communication with those who had passed offered insight into the ultimate fate of their own souls. And that was taken straight from the article, which obviously, kind of like with the Ouija board episodes, we just want answers. Right. Exactly. Uh, So, but Maggie, Kate, and Leah, they went on tour. Oh my god. And we don't know if that guy went with them. That's that's kind of all they mentioned of him. I don't know if he did his own thing. And the price was a dollar to see them, which today would be $31. Damn. Mm -hmm. 30 attendees would come to the hotel parlors and would gather around a large table at either 10 a.m., 5 p.m., or 8 p.m. The girls would sometimes take private meetings, and a bunch of notable people would attend these sessions as well. Abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison, who witnessed a session in which the spirits rapped in time to a popular song, and then I quote, funny way to put it, (laughs) and spelled out a message, spiritualism will work miracles in the cause of reform. And then, Mm -hmm. the Scientific American scoffed at their arrival, calling the girls the spiritual knockers from Rochester. Oh, God. What insults. Spiritual knockers from, from Rochester. Rochester. Of all places. I'll give you spiritual knockers. <laughs> Boobies. Leah stayed in New York. Please only refer to my tits as spiritual knockers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that I would like to be known as. That girl's got great spiritual knockers. When she got some spiritual knockers on her. <laughs> Looking at them brings me to heaven. What? I hate it. Makes me believe in God. One time a guy... Um, saw my boobs and screamed, there is a God. So, spiritual not boobs indeed. Thank you. You're welcome. Me too. So, Leah stayed in New York. She entertained callers in the seance room, Ooh. while Kate and Maggie took the show to other cities, among them Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, St. Louis, Washington, D.C., and Philadelphia. And then this man named, or Alicia Kent Kane, did not believe this and deemed Maggie a fraud. Rude. But, uh, so it turns out he had a crush on her. And, Aww. um, pretty much ignored his theory. 
And he said, after a whole month's trial, it could make nothing of them, he confessed. Therefore, they are a great mystery. Mm. He courted Maggie, 13 years his junior, and encouraged her to give up her life of dreary sameness and suspected deceit. So he was like, oh, I like you so much, but you're probably lying. Mm -hmm. But, like, I like you enough to not say anything, but also, can you stop? Can you stop? Do you want to be together? Just stop lying. I, like, really like you, but we both know you're lying. But, like, oh, I don't have any proof. (laughs) So then she retired from that life. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she married him and went to school. Cute. Mm -hmm. Good for her. And he died in 1857. Mm, Mysterious causes. I uh, didn't specify, probably. But then she converted to Catholicism because apparently oh. he always wanted her to. Okay. Well, he's dead now, girl. We mm-hmm. don't have to do it. She did it to, like, honor his memory. Because okay, she probably really did love him. Mm. But his justification for that was the ornate iconography and sense of mystery would appeal to her. Mm. Uh, I like this religion because there's mm-hmm. pretty shit. Exactly. Uh, and then she started drinking a lot because she was sad. Yeah. But still honored his request and didn't go back to spiritualism. So she's like a Catholic now, gave up that spiritualist All life. Right. But Kate did the opposite. Well, she married a spiritualist and then continued to develop her medium powers. <laughs> I would want large ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, she should have been developing... Oh, <laughs> I wrote that. She should have been developing her large powers. What an amateur. <laughs> Your, your joke on the spot was better. <laughs> joke on the spot was better. Uh, apparently words would appear out of nowhere on blank cards. Oh. So, quote time. Mm-hmm. During sessions with a wealthy banker, Charles Livermore, she summoned both the man's deceased wife and the ghost of Benjamin Franklin. Casual. Who announced his identity by writing his name on a card. I'm Benjamin Franklin. Hello. I'm Benjamin Franklin, and I'm here to join your seance. I brought your deceased wife. Is that from Philadelphia? Is that what they sound like? From the olden days. I don't know what. Benjamin Franklin was from the UK, right? He came over, right? Or was he born here? I think he was fucking no. He was one of the founding... I don't actually know. Which means he came here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. He can be British. I saw Hamilton. I don't know. He was there. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, he was light bulb. <laughs> Kite. <laughs> Kite and a light bulb. All right. I am Benjamin Franklin. Uh, yes. Boy! Okay. It's Oi. your boy, Benny B! <laughs> oh, I meant F. <laughs> Benny Franks! And I brought you... It's your boy, B. Franks! It's your boy, B. Franks! I brought me a kite! I brought a special guest. It's your deceased wife! <laughs> it's electricity! <laughs> electricity! <laughs> And um, your deceased wife. I've been fucking her over here. <laughs> on the other side. Well, you're on the first wife. Benjamin Franklin was definitely fucking the Livermore's wife. Mrs. Livermore. Benjamin Franklin fucked Mrs. Livermore. And that's why he had to come over just to let him know. <laughs> exactly. I just want to let you know I'm fucking your dead wife. Right. All right. I would Peace. totally fuck Benjamin Franklin on the other side. Which founding father would you fuck? <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Well, duh. (laughs) Who are your options? Hancock. I don't know. Yeah. Probably none of them. The fact you have to choose one. Okay. Well, they're all kind of dicks. Well, duh. Which boring white man would you like to fuck? Well, let me list them. (laughs) A.K.A. Tinder's tagline. (laughs) Which boy? Tinder, which boring white man would you like to fuck? 
You're welcome, Tinder. Okay, wait. So your options are George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Samuel Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, or John Jay. Who the fuck is John Jay? Okay, fuck Mary Kill, the founding fathers. <laughs> I would totally. <laughs> Can that be the episode title? <laughs> fuck Mary Kill, the founding fathers. Absolutely. I, I actually totally fuck Benjamin Franklin. Um, I don't know which one's which. Like, who are all? Didn't of you? Benny Franks not have hair? Which one is you, Ben? Benny Franks is the one without hair. Look at you, Ben Franks. Look at him. Look at his snug little, smug little face. Mm. Look at him. All right. What about Alexander? Alexander. Okay. Which of the founding fathers is the cutest? <laughs> I'm going to Google which we should ask a Ouija board. Okay. But remember to say goodbye. <laughs> Ouija board. Which founding father has a crush on me? <laughs> Alexander Hamilton had, like, so he's got this, like, wicked nose. Okay. Looks like he got fat later on, like, a little right. chunky. A little chunk monk. Um, I'm not sexually attracted to him. Okay, what was our, some of our other Maybe options? George Washington? No. Yeah. I'm just saying you have to fuck one of them. Okay, well, Alexander Hamilton has a cute nose, so I guess I'll fuck Alexander okay. Hamilton. I'm gonna fuck Benjamin Franklin, and I hope his face looks like this the entire time. <laughs> well, he's displeased. I'm gonna be on top. Nice! Fucking ride, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ride B. Franks later. Benny Franks! Oi, it's your boy, Benny Franks! <laughs> So during and after the Civil War is when oh, yeah. spiritualism became even more popular. People wanted to communicate with their loved ones. There are two million new believers. Not, not sure where this statistic came from. <laughs> and then I put, well, it came from a spiritualist named Emma Hardings, but I'm not sure how she gathered her data. Wow. And, and now Kate's drinking. Yep. Uh, so the next part said Maggie was going to publicly denounce spiritualism, and it says her main motivation was her... Uh, was her rage at her sister Leah. So Leah remembers the older sister and she claims that Leah exploited her and Kate to make some money. Maggie was paid $1,500, which would be over $40,000 today uh, to make this denouncement. By whom? Uh, Maggie? Maggie paid herself? No, oh, wait, no. People paid her to denounce spiritualism. Wait, who? The Catholic um, Church? Probably people that just want to, like, see it happen. Oh. They were probably like, if you're going to make this big announcement, we want to capitalize on it. People should put their money in places that matters. Yeah. Uh, and then Kate was supportive of this and said she would be in the audience. So now both Kate and Maggie are like, fuck you, Leah. We oh were young. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, then Maggie said at the meeting, or whatever you would call it, my sister Katie and myself were very young children, and this horrible deception began at night when we went to bed we used to tie an apple on a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Wow. So now she's like, here's my secret. It's an apple. After they, <laughs> here's my secret, it's an apple. Uh, after they got sick of the apple thing, they manipulated their ankles, joints, and toes, making the rapping noises. <gasps> so they, I don't know if they were just fucking, they were just cracking their shit. Uh, she goes on to say, a great many people, when they hear the rapping, imagine 
at once that the spirits are touching them. It is a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street and I did... I thought you were about to give out, like, that full address. I was like, what the fuck? I lived on 42nd Street of Spiritual Knocker Lane. Oh. I got Australian. Yeah. Um, so when I lived on 42nd Street and I did some rappings for them, I made the spirit rap on the chair and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was pure imagination. And then she demonstrated and thanked God that she was able to expose spiritualism. Wow. Right. So she fucking ratted. Um, it was considered a death blow to spiritualism, and other spiritualists began to take sides. Apparently, the spirit of Samuel B. Britton, former publisher of the Spiritual Telegraph, appeared during a seance to offer a sympathetic opinion and said Maggie was a medium, which reminds me of the Amelia Earhart thing, where they told the woman she was secretly Amelia Earhart, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So they're basically like, Maggie... You're a medium. medium. And then some people said she only denounced spiritualism because she wasn't making money off of doing it, but could make money off of denouncing it. So nobody said she wasn't a medium. Hmm. They weren't like, you liar. They were just like, nah, you're not making money off of it anymore, so you're (laughs) lying. And then another person was like, you're a medium. It's fine. Um, But then she took it back. So she was like, never mind, the spirits told me to say that. I actually am a medium. Oh my god. Yep. And then this disgusted other spiritualists, but then the article goes on to say they failed to recognize her. Oh. Yep, at a Manhattan liberal club. So, okay, so I'm not sure if they just didn't know what she looked like since it was the 1800s or if they were being petty. I assume they were being petty. Um, But she was using a pseudonym. So I don't know if they, if she... Wait, like, she joined the group again under a pseudonym and they didn't recognize her, or she went to this event and they did not let her join the event because they did not recognize her as a spiritualist. I, I And that's the question I don't know how to answer. Oh, what I'm not happened sure. at the event? Um, we don't know. So... They just didn't, they didn't recognize her at a supper club. Um, well, then it said she revealed several tricks of the profession, including the ways mediums wrote messages on blanks, blank slates by using their teeth or feet. So, and this is what I wrote, were you exposing spiritualism via a pseudonym, but as yourself, you were like, JK, I am. What the fuck? So, I'm not Sounds sure. Like she was confused right. about what she wanted. She's like, what can I make money off of? Um, right. She, Same. Right. Uh, she never reconciled with Leah. And then Leah died in 1890. Kate died in 1892 from a drinking spree. And Maggie died eight months later. Damn. So in March 1893, spiritualists formed the National Spiritualist Association. And today it is known as the same thing, except they added churches of to the end of it. Or churches. Of churches to the end of it. Oh. So National Spiritualist Association of Churches. That's what it's called today. Interesting. And then in 1904, school children started playing at the sister's childhood home. Back to where it all began. Uh, they called it the Spook House. <clears throat> Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put him guessing it was one of those situations where they were like, you have you have to go in or we can't be friends. Like, right. it's an initiation. You gotta spend the night. Right. Hazing. We love it. Mm-hmm. Classic 1904 kid stuff. Right. Is what I wrote. They were like, just spinning that hoop down the road. Right. And exactly. And then they were like, go in the spook house. Hey, you gotta stay in the spook house if you wanna be our friend. Again, I don't know what part of the country we're in. <laughs> I don't know what I'm here for it. Uh, so they discovered the majority. Oi! <laughs> Oi! Uh, 
you got a spin or in the spear gas if you want to be our friend. So they discovered the majority of a skeleton in the home. What? Mm-hmm. So the rumors of the murdered peddler started up again. A doctor examined the bones and said they were around 50 years old, but not everyone was convinced. The New York Times reported that the sisters had merely been clever enough to exploit a local mystery. Even if the bones were that of the murdered peddler, there would still remain that dreadful confession about the clicking joints, which reduces the whole case to a farce. Basically, they already discredited themselves anyway. Right. Uh, and then in 1909, a different doctor examined the skeleton, and he said it was, quote, only a few ribs with odds and ends of bones, and among them a superabundance of some and a deficiency of others. So among them also were some chicken bones. Mm. And then he spilled the tea. Now, there was a rumor that a man living near the spook house had planted the bones as a practical joke, but was too ashamed to come clean. Yeah. And then I wrote, I'm assuming he did it recently because if it were 50 years ago, the guy would have been over 50, and I don't think people lived that long. Also. Um, and then apparently I researched in 1900, the average age was 47 to 49 for men. Oh. So. Apparently I researched. Because I had not read this. I do love that that was a surprise to you. Apparently I researched. Apparently I did look it up. Good for me. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. I'm trying really hard to make it look cool. Yes. To vibe. She's succeeding. It looks bomb as shit. There's graphics. There's random videos of us eating broccoli. Why is there broccoli? No one knows. You gotta look at the Instagram. They still won't know. They still won't know. There's no explanation. It just says there's sometimes broccoli. There's there's broccoli that appears. Uh, We eat it. There are videos of us eating broccoli on Instagram. Oh my god. My favorite kink is having other people watch me eat broccoli on Instagram. Love it. Oi. Oi. Watch me eat this broccoli. Oi. Anyway, yeah. Tell us more podcast on Instagram.com. Please follow us. Um, and then rate, subscribe, five stars, leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of them. Go and listen to this episode three times on each of the platforms. I was like, why? (laughs) Once on Stitcher, once on SoundCloud, once on iTunes. It sounds different on each one. We tell you a secret, Mm -hmm. a different secret on each one. What is that? You'll never know unless you watch all three. Go and watch all three. Don't watch anything. Listen. Watch us eating broccoli while you listen to our podcast. Yes. Just bro- the broccoli videos on a loop. Podcast in the background. Exactly. I got your Saturday night. Yeah, right. there it is. Here, it's ready Fun for you. Saturday ya. night. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's oh. funny. I love it.